Olá, tudo bem? My name is Mariana Diaz and this is my podcast Immigrantly So, the show where I explore the ups and downs of immigration in the UK. First of all, a massive thank you to the person listening. It's my absolute pleasure sharing my views with you and I hope you enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoy making it. As we all know, going to another country can be something extremely challenging. But I think something I wanted to touch on today is how important it is to take care of your mental health if you are going to go through that. And that is anything to do with going to another country to work. Maybe you're going with your parents as well. You're someone just like me who went at 10 years old and you need to take care of yourselves whilst doing that because that can be something damaging. For some reason, some people tend to forget the fact that if people immigrate to go to school or university in another country, that is still immigration. That is still someone who is coming out of their comfort zone and on top of that, they have to do uni exams, which let me tell you are hard as they are. And now you are doing it in another language, you're learning the language at the same time and you're just going for it. Actually, a fun fact, let me tell you. Uh, when I first came with my parents, we found differences in the slightest things that were around us. Like when we went to the supermarket, there was, you know, the toothpaste. It's so much different than toothpaste in Portugal for some reason. Like it's toothpaste. Like why are we talking about that? But really, it's so much different <laughs> than than it is in Portugal and if little things like that kind of create an impact on your day-to-day -day life even when you're brushing your teeth imagine a language barrier imagine having to make new friends just imagine that so we might think when we first come that um, differences like that are the only differences that they're going to be present in our immigration um, voyage so we say <laughs> we can call it something like that um, but it's not going to be. And I think to get it out of the, the jokey state that I'm in at the moment, we need to talk about this in a serious manner. Because I think that differences like this, even the slightest little differences, like the, the toothpaste one I said, they can bring separation anxiety. If you have separation anxiety from objects in your country, imagine how you feel towards other people, leaving your parents behind because you came to study, leaving your parents behind because you came to work. It's, it's something that we have to talk about. I mean, I chat to people all the time who tell me that they have separation anxiety um, from their own country when they go on holiday like imagine there is people in the world that feel that because they go on holidays of lifetimes they immigrate somewhere else they're working somewhere else it's a whole lifetime it's learning to live again it's learning to walk again just like you're, you're a child i think when we're younger as well we get told by our parents how to live in our own society, how we have to be behave in a society. But when we immigrate, it's like we have to learn those things again. We have to learn those natural kind of easy values again. 
because maybe the surroundings that you're in at the moment they're completely different they value different things and for you to be able to fit in even though they eat people say oh you should stand out and stuff it's it's the best thing to do yes it is once you are in and you're able to drive comfortably in your life but when you're trying to to get into immigration and my parents will know this and everyone who's immigrated will know this, you have to lay low, you have to try and fit in first, because it's the world that we're in. Not everyone is like that, but there is people around you who are just not going to accept you because you are not from the place that you are in at the moment. And you have to be able to dive and dance at the song of their own music, just like my dad likes to say, until we can show our own dancing. Having to do stuff like that, they can make you feel like you're kind of losing yourself, you're losing your roots a little bit um, and that's something that has to be worked with mentally. Um, I decided to have a talk with my mum, she's a psychologist, um, like you've heard in the last episode if you've listened to it um, and she's going to give her views a little bit. Um on the different ways that immigration can be hard for some people to do with separation anxiety in particular. Um, I've talked about different things. I've touched on different things. I try to touch on children, separation. I try to touch on leaving for university somewhere else. There is a bit of everything. Um, I'm sorry in advance that the audio is not the best. I do have to record this from home at the moment but I still hope you enjoy. So as far as stress and anxiety to do with immigration go, I can only talk so far as I'm not an actual professional. However, my mum is a psychologist. She's been a psychologist for how many years, mum? Uh, since uh, 1999. She's experienced it all and she's heard it all. So she's here to give a little bit of an insight on what it's like to have to go through stress and anxiety when it comes to immigrating to another country not her own personal opinions but maybe how other people as she's gone through the same thing can make it better for them to deal with separation anxiety maybe from their parents or their grandparents if they are younger so would you like to elaborate a little bit yeah i am um, i understand that is um it's a very difficult time uh for for everyone who start to think to immigrate because is is uh, we need to cut our life with so many things it's not just the, the family is is it's the life is uh friends is the house starting it, from zero yeah yeah so is is like okay now it's gonna end there is an end now and it's gonna start from zero tomorrow so i understand that it's not easy to anyone it's not easy for an adult is maybe some um maybe worse for a, a child do you think that it's harder uh, easier or even the same for someone who's like 
um, a, a young adult or a teenager like in between the ages of 18 to 26 is going to immigrate to another country because they want their job is better there or they're going to study there and they're thinking about starting a life there do you think that's harder than a whole family moving together as we did I don't know if it's harder because if if you if you come here as an adult uh, with a uh, to study for example or just to to work you've got already um, something to do so um, would you say it's maybe something like they come for a plan and also in my opinion I think many people who are younger they have that sense when they hit 18 and not all of them but some that they want to fly they want to start to get away from their parents mm -hmm. to get away from the family and when you immigrate as a whole family you kind of have that thing about the aim of you going away is because you have to not because you want to yeah of course it's different because if if you come as a family um maybe you are younger you are not uh, uh, an adult so uh, you need to come with your parents with your family you you don't have like uh, a big choice they the your the parents have that choice not the kids so and when when you are an adult and you go to another country to study or to to work is different is different is your own life you are ruling your own life um so you've got a you've got a point to your life you you've got a um objective to go and to study because you need to focus in that uh you need to work hard to achieve your goal to become someone that you want to become as well what if you what is your advice and i'm going to give you a scenario now say i am a 24 year old female who what who says and says to their mom says to their parents i'm gonna go away so i'm going to immigrate to england and i'm in portugal i'm going to immigrate to england because they have a plan um to study there that is a lot better than any here and that's where I want to grow and I want to show that I can become an adult in, in another country what is the plan because I know and and you're not going to speak to me right now from a perspective of my mum maybe more of a, a perspective on how you would speak to anybody else if their parents were like oh no don't go away we're going to be sad we're never going to be healthy again and then they are giving that uh they're putting pressure on their child who I think is already going to is not going to do this easily I think they're going to move to another country to do this because they have to not because they want to leave their parents mm -hmm. and it's going to be hard for them to have separation anxiety how do they deal with their parents not being exactly the most the most supportive about this well it's, it's always different um, we don't have something that we tell to everyone uh, because all the people are, are different so uh, we act different 
um, than depending other. on the situation. Yeah, and uh, of course there is the, there are some parents that help and and say okay go because you need to go is if you believe in that of course if it's important for you you need to do that and we are here to support you of course we are dying inside you know because of course if if the if our own child go to another country to live alone or even with another person but if if it's someone that we don't know that's alone oh for us it's always alone or for parents it's always alone but of course in the other side there is some parents that they are trying always to say oh maybe you 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 can stay here we got you're gonna find your uh, your um, your life here you th- if if you th- you think it's gonna this is gonna be worse uh sorry this is gonna be better uh there is always a way to to be better you don't need to go to another country of course there is always them the them two sides and they'll always bring themselves into the situation like what did we do wrong what can yeah. we do to help when it's not exactly like that mm-hmm. but of course it's not because it's, it's the economy is well can be a lot of um, different kinds of uh, of um, problems. problems or situations maybe someone just wants to go because they want to learn different things they want a, a new a new Culture. life new culture new friends new life new perspectives and they need to fly sometimes the 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 life that they are living now is not enough so fulfill their own yes yes and sometimes it's not easy for parents to understand that that the the kids they need to fly of course for parents today is is always is always very very difficult but it's the is life if if we think me as a as a uh, adult. adult i fly as well when i was younger and of course it it was not easy for for my parents i think a lot of parents they they don't think like that in my opinion, because uh, their parents didn't let them fly, so they think that they should be able to do that with their own kids too. Yeah, it's 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 always it's always different. The the people is different, so there is some some parents because they their parents didn't let them fly. Sometimes that 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 person they they say to the kids. No, you need to fly. I couldn't fly, but you need to fly. And then that makes that the kids think that they need to do something. Sometimes they don't, but it's just that they they're given that from well, their parents. There is that chance as well, but of course so, sometimes they they want to do what the parents uh, tell them. Then they don't follow and, their own yeah. things. One, actually, I'm going to give um, another scenario now just to talk a little bit more about immigration as adults. 
what do you think it's like for like a a parent who obviously they, they have their own child they're immigrating with their own child maybe their own husband maybe by themselves it, it any situation really um what would it be like for them to deal with separation anxiety from their own parents and their own kids asking why can't we see grandma and granddad you're not letting me see grand grandma and granddad what did you do wrong because i think kids confront their parents about this a lot as well yeah yeah it's true that that confrontation is is always um, exists always and we need to understand that for a child that is that live near uh, grandparents and then suddenly just go with um, with the parents to another country or even to another city because sometimes they they go uh, to different cities in the same country but it's is like it's like immigrate is is not not a, in another country but is almost the same they they can't see each other it's far enough for a child yeah so is is different is is very difficult and um of course that the 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 conversations they need to exist between parents and kids they need to talk a lot they need to explain the parents need to explain uh to the kids why why this happened how is the world they need to understand parents shouldn't think oh they are they are too small to understand no they aren't of course we can we can tell as the same way that you are telling to an adult but you need to tell the truth they need to understand that they need to go to an, to live in another country because the economy is bad or because uh, one of the parents uh, have an offer to another job in another country so they need to to go you need to find new friends you need to find new school but it's gonna be fine everything's gonna work what about um, as i've asked you already the the thing about um the parents being separated from their own parents how would they deal with that anxiety with the separation anxiety between say you and your mum that she's in portugal well it's uh, it's difficult it's hard because we even if if i'm i'm an adult i'm always i've got my 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 mother and my father so it's is is hard it's really hard um maybe because we we understand we know why we came to another country we know the reasons but we understand that we need to do that uh, that choice uh well sometimes it's not a choice but um in our way we have the the choice um and of course for example for for my parents it's it's hard because they are not young they've got health problems they can't be alone um so we we talk every day 
Um, so would you say that a, a person going through this can talk to them on the phone? How can they help their own? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. On, on the phone, we they need to talk on the phone. Um, now is easy with um, uh, video calls. We can see not just the voice, but we can see uh, how they are. They can see how we are as well. Um, I think now is a lot easier than 20 years ago that the sometimes when people immigrate they they call just once a month for example to to the wife or to the parents um but now with the internet it's just one click so and we are in the other side, uh, other side of the of the world. So it's so it's very easy. Of course, the the um, the touch is not there; is missing that part. But at least we can see, we can talk. It's very easy now. Um, I had a talk with my friend. Basically, we we touched a little bit on how things maybe can can kind of give people anxiety when they come to another country when they immigrate because they might look differently like my friend she wears a hijab the one brown person in your class the one black person in your class you may be the one latino person in your class how would you deal with people being like, oh, go back to your own country. This is more of the, the stress of an anxiety that a teenager goes through. But it still experiences a lot of racism to do with that when sometimes it's not even their choice because they came with their parents and they miss the environment that they had with the other people that are more like them. Yeah, unfortunately that happened and... and I believe that happened more than what we think. Uh, not just with kids in school, but even with uh, adults in work. Um, maybe some, sometimes in the street. Um, but for example, for in uh, in school, I I believe that the the school need to change the approach that they they've got to new kids in the school they should they should be um work they should they, they should work with uh, with that the, the new kids in a different way they need to uh, help them to integrate in the gr in, in new group in the new school and sometimes i don't i don't think that exists um you just go to another to a, a new school that you don't know anyone sometimes you speak uh, you, you you even you can't speak the language uh, or you speak just a little and um, you are in a, maybe different color or um, di different re religion mm -hmm. and uh, and you you just go and on your own, you don't have any any support from the school or from well from anyone, mm -hmm. and that need to change need to be changed. I think is really important because we, in in um, 
for a child themselves though uh, what would you say for a child themselves or a, or a teenager maybe someone my age a young adult um if i was which i'm not but if i was um experiencing anxiety within myself maybe thinking that i I don't speak very good English or that I'm not going to fit into my course because everyone else uh, who wants to be a presenter is uh, the main white colour in, in, in the world. Um, how would you think that I should approach myself if I should just throw myself in a situation or if uh, maybe I get some bad, bad comments from someone I should answer them back or what? How how do you think I should act? Well, I think if if um, if it's something that you believe uh, that you want, you need to do it. You you need to be to go and believe in yourself. And of course, if 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 you got any any problems, you need to uh, ask for help, or in the university, or at home, or with a GP, or but but you you never. But always believe and always go for what what you want to do. Always believe that you are the same as everybody else. There. Yes, yes, because in 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 the end of the day, we are all people. Mm-hmm. We born the same way and we die the same way. Uh, it's just the 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 color is just from outside because inside we are all the same. I'm gonna say something that I've actually seen happen before, um, in my in the high school that I went through in the in the secondary school that I went to, um, some Asian people, when it was parents' evening, their parents would come in and I would notice and I would get told that the the kids they were a little bit embarrassed about the way that their parents were dressed because they were dressed in the religious clothing that that they have to wear and they they were getting bullied because of the way their parents were dressed and so how would the children kind of like what are your views on that and do you think that the school should do something about that yeah i i i believe that the school should should uh should do something different uh the school the the school is a is a community so they need to work as a community they should bring more often parents and they should teach how uh, other cultures work you know they need to show more the other cultures not just okay we are in england we need to um of course we we need to rule from english rules yeah but we need to understand that there is different cultures and they need to live in the same community so if if we all know each other how we work how different cultures work i think it's more easy and there is no um no problems for for the kids because everyone knows why you know if if the the school brings more the parents all together um not just for to 
to to some meetings uh, like once or twice a year but the school need to change and the school can can do a big difference in uh, all lives yeah i am i i just just came to my mind now why they don't do once uh, for example one week a christian ma uh, mass the other week yeah different religions and everyone can see and everyone can experience what is what what is what is to be uh, indian what is to be african what is to be english what is to be portuguese because if if do you think that doing stuff like that facilitates someone's who's immigrating and anxiety oh is it will be a big difference yes yeah yeah and is very important not just for the people that go to immigrate because if if we feel that we are not alone there is more like us we feel better we feel integrated in the in the same in the same community in the same group so everything it will be easier thank you so much for being on our podcast i hope that you've all enjoyed that it was more of a little conversation between me and an amazing professional who i get to call my mother um and i think for now for this other little part of the podcast It is extremely important to realise that sometimes not everyone who misses their country is necessarily from there. And let me give you an example. I spoke to my friend Afifa. Um, She also has an amazing radio show. I will be sure to link it when I post this on my Instagram. You're going to love it. It's amazing. It's full of culture. It's full of music. It's full of fun facts. It's everything amazing and you should go listen to it. And so I asked her to give her opinion on the topic of this podcast. Um, And she she had to do this through audio on, on Instagram. So... The audio is shocking once again, but I hope you won't mind too much as I did try to get as much information as I could into this podcast. So I thought that would be another cool way to do it. Um, And she is going to talk a little bit about her experiences with missing her home away from home to quote her here. That was an amazing way of, of describing it, Afifa. Um, and I hope you enjoy. I'm not sure when you came to the UK, but for me, because I've been, I was born here. I've always lived here my whole life. I often go back to my home country about every few years or so. Like the last time I went was in 2020. It was in October, and that was for my sister's wedding. And it was then, and before that time, I went in 2017 to Pakistan to see my family. But the 2020 time was a little bit different for me because it was a wedding. And a wedding in our culture kind of like brings everybody together. I'm not sure if it's the same for Portuguese cultures, but um, that's how it works in our culture. So that's kind of like when I met everybody, like all of my family members and extended family members too. 
And I'm not gonna lie to you, when I was at that wedding, at my sister's wedding, and I saw everybody there, I was like, this is just amazing. The life, the style, the everything, just the nightlife, the vibes, it's just so good. There is no place like home, quite literally. And that's kind of like what I love so much about the, my home country. It's my home country. England will always be my home, because I was born here, and I was raised here, and I grew up here, but... Pakistan, my home country, where my mum's family is and some of my dad's family, that will always, always, always be my ultimate home for me. And in over there, I kind of feel a little bit like sad because I wasn't like I wasn't raised the way that my cousins were raised there, and I sometimes wish I was. But as I've grown older, I've realised why I'm in this country and why like, my grandparents came to this country. It's my home away from home. I have two homes, one here in England and one here in Pakistan. And it's like, I'm sure you'll understand, but it's like a sense of belonging that you feel there. Because everything is like your own. Like in our language, we say apana. Apana for us, it means like your own, your own country, your own people. And it's like, you can all relate to each other and we're all one in our own home country. And there's no racism, no prejudice, nothing over there. You just get along with people and it's, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. Like I'm tearing up just thinking about it because of how badly I want to go. I belong here and I belong in Pakistan, but over here when I deal, when I get like racist comments and stuff, especially because I'm the only girl who wears a hijab in our course and I'm the only brown person there too, it's like, it just puts me down. I'm not even going to lie to you. And I'm sure you feel the same because you're from Portugal. One thing that I would say is that because I'm Pakistani and because there's a huge Pakistani like community over here in the UK, I've got quite a lot of Pakistani friends and Indian and Bangladeshi, Asian friends, should we say. And whenever I kind of like miss home, Pakistan or whatever, or whenever I feel stressed that somebody said this to me, somebody's told me to go back to my own country or whatever, it's like... I do feel down about it and then we've got because that's why I've made like all of my Pakistani that's why I've got my Pakistani friends because we've got each other to pick each other up and because we all we're all going through the same thing so none of us are alone and I guess we're kind of lucky about that because I'm not even sure if like the next biggest ethnic minority in the UK I'm not sure if it's Somali or something else but I know that there is a really big Asian minority in the UK which I guess we're kind of lucky because we've got each other say for example we have the Pakistani society and the Asian society at the University of Salford that's kind of like a way for all of us Asians to mix together and bond with each other because we're all going through the same thing and we're all Asians missing missing our own home so we kind of bond like that and we talk about our home country our culture our food, everything. For my parents and my family, however, it was a completely different story because they came from Pakistan, I think, 80s, I think, early 80s or late 70s. And for them, obviously, it was a completely different story to how it is now. They knew absolutely nothing. They knew Jack, as we say in English. They knew nothing about this country, yet they still came here to give me a better life. Even within our extended families, we're all very close-knit. So obviously it was really difficult for them to kind of like join in back in the 80s and 70s, which I am kind of grateful for now. It is extremely difficult to move here to the UK from your own home country, knowing absolutely nothing. And I respect those who do it. 
and I respect you who did it as well. I'm not sure where, when you moved here, but um, I respect you for doing it because it's not easy. And if I was to move to Pakistan now, I would know nothing. And yes, that concludes the end of this podcast. It was a little bit of a shorter one, but in my opinion, packed full of information and goodness of what I am passionate to talk about, which is immigration. Um, I'm going to say a massive thank you to Afifa for, for doing this for me. Um, you're amazing and I loved hearing about your, your things and your life and everything. Your family, everything. Thank you very much. And thank you again to my mum. And to you, everybody, for listening to my first ever podcast. It is truly my passion and I'm really happy to be doing this. Until the next one.